mom surviving life. Tough questions, real answers, awesome hacks. Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Mom Surviving Life. Today, Carla and I are going to be talking about raising a baby in a pandemic, or in my case, babies. This episode may get a little controversial. However, remember, these are our opinions, and we are not trying to misinform. This is just our opinions on the subject. As always, please subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you are listening. Please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash moms surviving life and on Instagram at moms surviving life, all one word. We are on episode 26, which means we have been doing this for a half of a year. That's crazy. (laughs) I just realized that I'm like episode 26. Wow. And I'm still learning tips and tricks when I edit. Oh yeah. Like we're going to constantly be learning. This is not something you just do and you've got it all figured out the first time you do it. God, no. Although I'm now learning, I'm now learning how to like fade out the music for the intro, which makes, I think it sound, I think it makes it sound better. (laughs) It only took me six months to figure that out, but. eh. That's okay. All righty. Okay. First off, I want to say two things. We're just going to get the controversy right out of there. I do not deny the fact that COVID is a very, very serious disease. I do, however, think the restrictions that are being put on us are a bit ridiculous for the length of time they've been put on us. Being in Ontario. Yes. I was going to say, being in Ontario, Canada, when the rest of the world has gone back to normal... And we are still, like, pretty much in lockdown. We just got out of lockdown not that long ago. And things are still not even close to being back to normal. So, yeah, I totally agree. Um, COVID is serious. And I totally understand that. And protecting our babies is important. But for me, having a baby during COVID was not... It was hard, but at the same time, we didn't want to be alone in having a baby during COVID. And we'll get more into that as we go, but I just, we'll, we'll talk. (laughs) Okay. So I want to walk through basically my COVID experience and then we'll go through yours and then we'll kind of go through what our show points are. Okay. So when COVID first hit, my grandmas were coming once a week. My cousin's girlfriend was coming once a week to help me with my kids. My one cousin was coming like once a month just to check in. My mom was helping like crazy. Um, My ex was still in the picture. I was legitimately just getting into like sleeping longer nights because I think we recently at that time went from doing every three hours to doing every four to five hours. A lot changed during the pandemic. My ex left. I had to figure out how to do this with just my mom's help. She definitely, I think, it definitely kept her on her toes. (laughs) I think having me and the girls here helped her stay at a young age because I have noticed, especially in my grandparents, that COVID has hit them pretty hard. Um, A lot of the older generation, and I'm talking like 75 plus, 75 years and older, 
they're really starting to show their age than the ones that didn't. And it's really hard because I think as a result of this pandemic, and I'm not trying to get morbid, is a lot of people that we thought were going to live another 10, 20, even like 15 more years, I don't think that they're going to live another at least 10 because it's really hard when they stopped. It really started aging them really fast. So that is kind of a really bad side effect. But for me, like I was terrified when they shut COVID down because it was like we had never experienced you know, an extra week of March break, it was kind of downplayed. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, like, we're just not gonna have visitors for two weeks. My parents are like, cool, we get a little vacation at home with the grandkids. It was very terrifying when it first happened. I didn't think of it as terrifying, because I don't live in a city. So like, we, you know, my mom did an extra big Costco trip, and we just hung out at home for two weeks, and we didn't really go anywhere. Eventually, after the two weeks, my dad cannot sit at home and be antisocial. My dad is a very social person. So, like, he ended up going to the neighbors and, you know, people would stop in for a drink. And I would, like, legitimately freak out being like, he can't talk to those people. They don't live in our house. They're not in our bubble. And I got, like, really upset. And I started to, like... I would get really angry and resentful towards my dad. And it was like, looking back, I'm like, why was I so angry? Like, it's not as contagious as we, as we think it is. He was always outside. Like he took every precaution, but I still was like, so terrified that like my babies were going to get COVID. <laughs> we were going to be we back just, in the hospital. We just didn't know a lot in the beginning. So you just didn't know what to go off of, right? Like, everyone was telling you that it was super contagious and that you could get it super easily and then now it's like it's not as contagious as we thought it was and it's different now but when it all first happened it was going back to like March 2020 yeah it was very different (laughs) it was terrifying when you saw someone in the grocery store and they got too close like it was terrifying because I don't know you get away from me. You have like, you thought everyone had COVID. (laughs) And now I'm literally just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like I've, I've kind of relaxed a lot of my own COVID restrictions as opposed to like in the very beginning of the pandemic where I was like super worried about everything and everyone and everything is contagious. Like I'm still vigilant, but I'm not like, Everything needs to be sanitized. No, and our kids need germs. Like, it's not healthy for them to be completely sanitized. (laughs) So my experience started pregnant and at work. Being, like, six months pregnant at work. And COVID hit. And my workplace is a very public workplace. So we immediately started separating people. So we made sure that if we had one finance person in one building, we moved the other out. So if COVID hit one building or the other, we were still okay and things could run properly. We did the same thing with our CEOs and our backup CEO, and we all went to a different building. 
So because my workplace is a very public one, I was the one that moved, especially being pregnant. So that's where mine started. And it was, it was scary because I was in a public place for my job and being moved and isolated by myself, like very early on, I was isolated the week of my birthday, March 18th, 2020. And by the end of that week, I was working from home. So it was a huge reality check of how scary it was. Because even like a week before that, we were just talking like, oh, this is going to be done and over with in no time, like not a big deal. My boss at the time was actually in Florida, traveling with her family. And it at the time, it was okay. But by the time she got back, it was not okay. So it was just really crazy and scary. Worked from home till the rest of my, like until I had Ella going to the hospital with the pandemic going on was not fun. Going to doctor's appointments was not fun. Shane couldn't come to any more ultrasounds. He couldn't go to doctor's appointments. So he could, didn't get to hear the heartbeat and all that stuff when I would go to doctor's appointments. So that stuff really sucked. Um, See, for me that when the pandemic started, I didn't have any issues because I was already on like lockdown with preemies at home during cold and flu. So I was like, we're just going to keep riding this out. And it yeah. just snowballed into, you know, six months to seven months to year and a half. <laughs> to, yeah. Till it's still going. Yeah. But... Like, I don't think I'm still fully grasping COVID because I was so gradually going into it. I didn't have to like feel the whole world like shift. Well, and My you world were... had already shifted. Yeah. You were already like, don't kiss my kids like they're like it's cold and flu season and they're preemies and you got to be careful around them already so like you were already in like COVID precautions before COVID hit so it worked out pretty good for you so funny story about that my grandma is a traveler like she's been to I think six continents and a billion countries I don't know she had like a 20-day thing of Africa it was great for her she when she came back from not Canada I don't remember where she was at this point she came back and I was pregnant and I was like I can't see you for two weeks and she's like well, what do you think I have and I'm like I don't know two weeks is like my minimum of like you can't come near me because she's very much a hugger and I, I love my grandma's hugs but two weeks no hugs no kisses and she would get like all bent out of shape about it like oh you're just being dramatic blah blah, blah. and then COVID hit and everything that I was already doing, the rest of the world just started doing. Yeah, because COVID actually hit in October, which around when the girls were born, and didn't actually really hit Canada so much until March, but like really hit Canada in March. But yeah, like it worked out well for you. Just keep your rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it was more at that point it was just like cool I don't have to tell people over and over again to not kiss the kids and not get too close and yeah, yeah like I'd already me. I'd already basically trained I don't want to say trained my mom but I'd already basically like got my mom into like all the protocols that I was like no outside of Canada visitors for two weeks 
don't kiss the kids, you know, don't cough on them. If you're around, if you're going to come visit my kids and you have the sniffles or any kind of cough and flu symptom, stay away. Like my best friend's an RN and I was literally at the point six months ago that I'm like, I have faith that if you don't think that you're well, you're not going to show up to my house. So I have no restrictions with you, but I really didn't have any to begin with because like, I know that she's not going to get my kids sick. She knows that she's not going to put my kids at risk. So I don't care. Like, I trust you to make the right decision and not be like, well, I just want to go see the babies for a little bit. So that's kind of how we handled it once Ella was born. So she was born in the summer of 2020. And at that point, COVID had spiked and then dropped. And summer was okay around where we live in Ontario. So we were allowing visitors, but same kind of rules. Like, don't kiss my kid. If you're sick, stay home. But at the same time, people were not going places if they were sick. So we did allow visitors and we made people sanitize and we made sure people weren't sick that were coming in the house. And by that time, most people were being pretty good about it. And to this day still are. Things are relaxed around here. Like we just had Ella's birthday party and we gave people the option of how they wanted to celebrate Ella's birthday party, whether they do a drop by or come and stay all day or just pop in real quick. And everybody came and stayed. So COVID around here is not something people are worried about anymore. Where I live, like our county is like more than 75% vaccinated. So there's not a lot of panic around here anymore. And people are feeling better about the whole COVID thing. So yeah, that's, that's my COVID life (laughs) the last year and a half. And fun fact, Carla and I have been doing this for six months and we have not been in the same room. So for everyone who's like, oh, I'd love to do a podcast with my long distance friend. You can totally do this. We share a Google account. We record on Zoom. We are constantly talking podcast and kids and how's your day going and excuse me. Yeah. 40 million things I would say business relating to the podcast, calling that business related to personal, to parenting, to, oh my God, I saw this really cute guy on my way home from work. Like (laughs) literally everything in between. Like we talk about everything all day long. And I literally think we talk from like the moment that we get up. Like I know as soon as you get Ella up in the morning, because I get a video Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. And and then like, you know, but I'm late at night on Instagram because you get 7 million reels sent to you. Yeah. (laughs) Like we literally know what the other is doing, but in two weeks, I am making the trek to Windsor to come visit Carla in person. Yay. (laughs) I'm so excited. It was funny because I was talking to Shane about us getting together when he went on nights. And how I was going to come and visit you on like the Saturday when he's on nights because he sleeps anyway. He's like, so is that happening? And I was like, no, she's coming the next week. Like, I'd rather postpone my visit to her a little bit. So we're not visiting back to back weekends. (laughs) Like, we'll get there. I'm like, I don't care if it's a weekend that you are home. I can, we can still go. You can come too. It's not, I met Erica through him. So (laughs) 
Did you? Because I met through baseball. Yeah, but it, it was him and Shanna, like Shanna's through Shane. Oh, okay. I wasn't so sure. I, Shanna's like, we need a second, we need another girl for baseball. So you're coming. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I want to play. I'm not good, but like, hey, I'm body. Yeah. I think I've hit the ball like 10 times in my whole life. <laughs> 99% of the time because like before I go up to bat your girl is like taking me up to the side and like giving me a quick batting lesson <laughs> and probably sometimes telling you just stand there and don't swing the bat at all and take a walk because yeah and everyone's like just just don't swing the bat just just walk to the first base like that's all we need you to do and I'm like okay <laughs> and then they'll like go stand in the outfield and they'll literally put me like in the left outfield and they'll put like an amazing person at center and they're like just stand there <laughs> it was like do what you gotta do but baseball was like 90 percent social for me I'm gonna be honest <laughs> that team was total social like that's what it was <laughs> yes I like baseball for the social aspect and I have friends who are like you want to come out and play baseball and I'm like does it include batting practice because I'm totally gonna need that <laughs> or I'm gonna be a great like walk to first base person I'm playing my first game of baseball in three years on Friday, and I have not picked up a bat. You should go to the, I was going to say, you should go to the batting cages, but they're probably not open. And there's no batting cages around that are slow pitch now. We used to go to Chatham, but they closed theirs like before COVID even happened, they were closed. Well, that sucks. Yeah, but that's okay. I'll just uh, wing it. I'm going to be so sore on Saturday. You're going to get to hear me whine all day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not coming this Saturday. I'm coming next Saturday. Like you just told everybody, we talk all the time. You will still hear me whine. (laughs) True. True. All right. So let's talk about, speaking of social, let's talk about social interaction during COVID because I have probably the funniest story to tell you. So one of my really good friends that like lives up the road, I call her my neighbor, but we live like five minutes away. When you live in a rural community, everyone's your neighbor. Doesn't matter if they live like 20 houses away, five minutes, 10 minutes. I literally have someone that lives a concession away from me. Still my neighbor. Yeah, because (laughs) your neighbors could be a concession away. And that's the first person next to you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so I head up to the small town where I'm from. There's like 500 people in this town. So there's one bus drop-off for the entire town on the singular bus that does both the Catholic and the public elementary school in the small town near us. Just like the one. So like 20 kids get off the bus. There's like maybe five city blocks in this entire town. Okay. Like it's not big. So I walk up with my friend and the girls are in the stroller. This is spring of this year. Cause like, that's when I was starting to get way more comfortable with like taking them out, doing stuff like 20 kids get off this bus and my girls are facing the bus and they lose it. Reagan has a full on meltdown. She's crying. She's freaking out. But she's like, there's so many people. (laughs) There's like 10 different families of parents that are coming to pick up their kids because literally every kid that lives in Granton is on these buses. (laughs) So like, like I said, like 20 kids get off the bus. There's like 10 sets of parents. And then like, there's extra people that are just like coming to the bus stop with their friends it was bad Reagan had a full-on meltdown and of course she's not big enough that she can walk on her own yet for long distances so I had to like pick her up out of the stroller and my friend's kid who like adores my kids she's like wanting to play with her 
And generally that wouldn't be a big deal, but now she's having a meltdown and I'm like, no, my friend's kid, you can't hold her and play with her for a second. I'm like, I got to calm her down where she's not going to be able to play with you in five minutes when we get to your house. Right. And Kinsley the whole time was just like dead silent. She was very stoic, like didn't make an emotion, didn't cry, didn't want anything. She literally just sat in her chair and just watched everything happen. And I'm it's like, funny okay. that they are, it's funny that they're like polar opposites in that situation. And it's funny because whenever I take them out and it's like a one-on-one interaction, even if we're in like Costco, they love the attention. But I feel like with all the kids coming off the bus, like all the kids waved at the girls. Cause like I said, small town, like we all know each other. Right. I know who 90% of these kids are. And it's funny because when they get off the bus, they're all like, oh, hi, hi, hi. My girls are like, they're talking. They're talking to us. <laughs> That's funny and awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And like people so, come to the house and the girls are still like, they're okay. And then it's when it's too many people, they freak out. So along that, like those lines. So we've had like zero issues with Ella around people. Like she's pretty good to go to anybody and stuff. And we had some of Shane's co-workers over for dinner, and I don't know what it was, but Ella freaked out. We don't even know what for sure freaked her out, but they do have accents. They are from South Africa, so they kind of have like a British accent. I think it was the accent that scared her because she's like, you're not talking normal. <laughs> and yeah, she kind of just freaked out. And that's so not normal for her. And it took a really long time for her to be okay with them around, like in order for us to put her down and let her go play. (laughs) It was weird, but that was the only time I've ever had Ella freak out about like people around. Otherwise she's like your girls, like, hi, she'll sit there and wave and like, she'll smile and she'll, do all the cute things, of course, when everybody's around and paying attention to her. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely find with COVID, a lot more COVID babies are super duper like, there's too many people and just lose it. And it's like full on meltdown. And it's like our neighbors, and again, they live a concession away. Just some of my brother's friends that always come over for a drink. When it's just them over, my girls are like making googly eyes at one of my brother's friends. I routinely refer to him as Kinsley's boyfriend because Kinsley adores him. And even his girlfriend thinks it's hilarious. Like, it's not even, she's like, well, that's just weird. I'm like, no, it's Kinsley's boyfriend. Like, Kinsley loves this guy. The last like five or six times when he's been here, there's been like 20 other people. And she's like, he's scary. And I'm like, really? And then he's he's not around kids enough. He's like, why is she like me now? I'm like, she's just overwhelmed. Like, it's not you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And like, he gets upset kind of. He's like, well, why doesn't she like me? I'm like, because there's too many people here. No, for sure. And I think for both of us, even during COVID, we did try to get our kids out in the world safely. Yes. I know. For me, like going to the grocery store with Ella was like, well, that was one, a big trip. 
Yes. But it was also fun for me. Like it with social interaction for Ella, for the most part, people kept their distance. There was a few that I really wanted to hit that got too close, but, <laughs> and Erica can attest because she had a couple too, but <laughs> the grocery store during COVID was like our social interactions and being out in the world and in a new environment. That was all Ella knew. It worked. Like it definitely got her around people just at a safe distance. Yeah. I definitely think the grocery store, especially Costco, because Costco is huge. Costco was a fun experience for the girls because they got to go out. And of course, everyone fawns over them. They're like, oh my goodness, are they twins? They're adorable. And it was like, no, I just have two kids of the exact same age. Which, if you go back to our All About Twins episode, you'll understand that joke and find it funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 90% of the time at Costco, it's, oh, the twins are back. Like, all the workers at Costco know <laughs> my twins because, like, we have a different seat cover than, like, most people have because it's an older seat cover. I'm always there with the girls and they're always, like, dressed up and matching because it's literally, like, our one outing a week except now I go to work and we go out all the time. But, like, I would plan our grocery store shopping outfits because I'm like, this is when we get to be seen in public. Let's look cute. I was just going to say, like, 100%. You dressed them in the <laughs> cutest outfits to go to the grocery store. Like, I did like, the exact same thing. Because you're like, this is our only time people get to see them. Yeah, otherwise we're just locked up at home where you can just throw a onesie on and be done with it. <laughs> yes. Although there were some times where I would take them to the grocery store and I just did not care because I'm like, Listen, we've already been out once this week. Same with doctor's appointments. Doctor's appointments were definitely something where I'm like, let's dress up. Let's do your hair. We'll put on shoes. Yes. After like the second doctor's appointment, I was like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Because at the doctor's office, you have to get them undressed. Yes. So literally doctor's appointments, it was like, you're going in a sleeper, just a cute sleeper. (laughs) (laughs) I would still put them in a sleeper and like, I think it was either my GP or my pediatrician after like the second or third time. Cause no, it was the, um, Reagan's, um, spot doctor. Cause we were going so often. He's like, do you ever dress them up? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. However, I'm like, I don't have the patience to dress them up anymore because I'm like, I have to strip her naked in your office. So why? <laughs> it's true, but I don't think that stopped me. Although I really do, like, especially for, like, the younger kids where they have those outfits that are, like, a onesie where it's, like, it's, like, a dress, but it's a onesie. So, like, they can look super cute, but it's still easy to get on and off. Mm-hmm. I normally use those because then it was still easy. <laughs> I still remember the girls had these, like, tutu that were, like, tights, but, like, nylons, like, pantyhose tights. They were tutus. I'm pretty sure I sent you a picture of them. They were yeah. really cute. But, but they were a pain in the behind to get on and off. And then if you had to put shoes on the girls, oh my God. So those are home clothes. Cause I'm like, I, I put them on with like, take a few pictures and I'm like, do you still want to wear this? They loved the tutu. They love wearing dresses. They love playing dress up, but it's such a pain because I have to dress them and 90% of the time I want to coordinate their outfits like today we wore matching shirts but different bottoms right but I do like my kids in matching outfits because I think it's adorable and it's only gonna last a little bit longer before they're like nah mom I'm out I don't like this I don't want to wear what she's wearing 
Yeah, Krista and I, my mom did pink for me and purple for Krista. And they were the same outfit, just different colors. Oh, no, I'm talking like same outfit, same color, same everything. And then, and we did that until we were eight years old. Because that's when we moved and got our own room. And when we got our own room, if one of us, if we came out matching, someone had to go change. Like, at that point, it was like, no, go change. Like, I was out first. You have to go change. (laughs) And then from then on, we never dressed the same again. My mom and I sometimes will come down in, like, similar outfits. And I mean, like, we'll both be wearing a black top and jeans. And it's like, all right, rock, paper, scissors, who's going to go change? And now (laughs) it's become, like, well, do you have a different top to wear? No. Do you have a different top to wear? Yeah. It's generally me that has to go change because I have more clothes. <laughs> and I don't want to wear the same thing as my mother. So, but it's yeah, just, for sure. I remember one time, like my mom, my sister-in-law and me all showed up at the same event and we're essentially all wearing like a black top and jeans, which like is like a basic outfit to wear to like a bucket dough or something. But we're like, seriously? <laughs> I used to That's- joke with my sister-in-law. I'm like, I'm going to text you and find out what you're wearing. So I do not wear anything remotely similar. <laughs> so at doctor's appointments, do you find that the girls are used to masks? Yeah. Um, Reagan is terrified of people's faces. Partly because our pediatrician for 90% of their NICU stay when we were in Stratford had a cold. Partly because she had her own kids. So it was like, yeah, she's just going to wear a mask. And everyone's like, why are you wearing a mask in the hospital? You know, doctor, pediatrician. And she's like, because I'm sick and I have stuff to do. So I'm going to be here in a mask. Now it's totally normal. Yeah, no one would think twice of her wearing a mask. No, but our GP wears a mask and a gown and gloves and a face shield. It's ironic because the nurse, like the RN in the doctor's office we see her in our small town all the time. No PPE on. And I'm like, I find it weird that I can see you in public and now you have to wear PPE around me, but you literally weren't yesterday. And same with like the receptionist at my doctor's office, like family friend. I will see her on like, I think it was like the Friday night I was at her house for a campfire. And then like, I think it was the Thursday of the next week I went there and got my COVID shot, like my second one. And then like two weeks later, I was dropping something off at her house. And it was like, I love how when we're in doctor's offices, it's like, oh no, you need to wear a mask. And then it's in the general public. We're like, I don't care. Because everybody at doctor's office, not even just the doctors, but like everyone gets that panic at the doctor's office. Like there's COVID positive people here. All the PPE at the doctor's office does not help my anxiety. Just saying. No, definitely not. But it's so funny because even today I took Ella to the clinic, the doctor said something about masks and that she like, she doesn't even know what people's faces look like. And I was like, yes, she does because we don't wear masks at home. But at the same time, she also only knows masks when we're out in public because that's what she's only ever known. And it's sad, but it's so true. But she is really good at still reading facial expressions with people wearing a mask. Like if they're you're smiling at her, she can like read your eyes or something because she still has zero issue. Like if someone is 
talking to her and smiling at her, even with a mask on, she seems to understand exactly what's going on and will smile and laugh and stuff back and not have any issue. So it's going to be interesting when there is no more masks. But again, we don't wear masks at home. So it just sucks for daycare. daycare it's annoying. Is, I don't like. It's annoying for me when you're out in public and someone pulls down their mask, like, well, they can't see my face. I'm like, they don't know what the other half of your face is supposed to look like, lady. Put your damn mask on. Yeah. (laughs) Like, put your mask over your nose and don't breathe on my children. Like, the, I wish daycare came up with a better option because she's missing out on word formation and how people use their mouths to use words because she can't see them right like she can't see their mouths and see my kids at their daycare it's literally someone that's running it out of her home so she doesn't have to wear a mask right so my kids definitely are getting that and I have so much seen an improvement in their language skills especially in the last month since they've been going to like a friend of mine and now they're at uh I guess a non-licensed daycare but yeah definitely see a huge improvement in language specifically because of that and I think Ella will it's her age too like she's just turned one yeah so like the early yeah like I think the girls didn't start talking till like they said like mama and then Nini which was grandma not sure how we got to Nini but and for my dad like they got the three of us down like quick but now like Reagan says go and we're like (laughs) say go go say mama mama say grandma mama mama (laughs) I'm like no grandma that's like my snap the other day I was like Ella say mama dada Ella say mama I'm like but it's so funny. So if Shane's not around, I get mama all the time. The second Shane's around, I don't get mama anymore. <laughs> I am dada all the way. <laughs> and see, I remember my cousin's kids that I like helped her with her maternity leave. As soon as one of her twins could say dada, everything and everyone was dada. Yeah. Dada, dada, dada. It was like, no, dada's not here. Dada's at work. Yeah, doctor's appointments definitely freak Reagan out when, like, first of all, all the PPE freaks her out because she's not used to it. But I feel like if she went in and the person did not have a mask on, she would be like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, and that sucks because at some point we're going to go to that and she's going to have to get used to it. (laughs) They are starting to unmask in other countries, so I'm hopeful that by like 2022 we will be unmasked that's my like hope (laughs) yeah fingers crossed now how were the girls going to daycare so for ella she did not have any issue with the separation anxiety going to daycare but there is certain times where she does get it and especially like after not being away, like, from being away from me all day. She definitely just wants me. But I didn't really have to deal with it. And I know you did. Uh, 
What? The separate, I'm trying to find what words to put here because we don't swear on our podcast and I really want to swear. <laughs> Separation anxiety effing sucks. Okay. There, I said it. Breaks your heart. You feel like an awful parent. You feel like a B word. Seriously, I feel like a horrible mom when I drop my kids off at daycare. But I'm like, I am such a better mom having that break at at work. And it's not for everybody. Like, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I'm not knocking at God bless you, because, like, I was literally losing my mind. Legitimately losing my mind. I could not do it. I was losing what was going on in my head. It was not fun. I agree. I'm the same way. I needed to go back to work. I needed to go back to work for my mental health. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like my brother and sister-in-law and I have talked since I've gone back to work and they're like, we've noticed a positive change in you. And I'm like, yes, because I'm at work again and I have my life back. Yes. Um, the separation anxiety is super hard. I literally used to have to pawn my kids off, like not kidding. I have to peel them off of me and put them on their lap and be like, bye. Although I have figured out a trick. So if you're listening and you're having meltdowns every time you drop your kids off at daycare stop saying bye say I love you say I'll be back do not say the b word as soon as you do they're gonna lose their stuff it works as soon as I drop them off I'm like mommy loves you I'll be back Kinsley's gone she's going to play Reagan's still a little bit harder she's still like you're leaving but then she's fine but we're working on it. It was like solid, have to peel them off of me. They were having a full on crying meltdown because I was leaving. Yeah, that's not. Ella's only cried once when I dropped her off at daycare and it wasn't even bad and I lost my mind, but nothing compared to what you've gone through. That's for sure. (laughs) I think partly is because the girls are older And we got more into a routine of me being home for longer. And I'm not saying that, like, Ella doesn't miss you. But I feel like because the girls are older and more aware of what's going on, they're rationalizing more that I'm leaving the room. Because Ella hasn't gone through that leap yet on Wonder Weeks of the separation anxiety. Because I feel like that happens after a year. Like, I want to say it's around 15 months. And the girls are still frustrated with it. Yeah. Like Kinsley, we have a gate in our house that separates the two main areas of our house and the bathroom is on one side of it. And if I go to go to the bathroom, I have to leave the gate open or Kinsley's like at the gate, jumping up and down, having a freak out because she can't get to me. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm literally just going to the bathroom. Like you can hear me. You can totally hear me. I'm right here. Just let me pee by myself. (laughs) She tries to stick her hand, like, in between my legs into the toilet. And I'm like, I'm literally going pee. What are you doing? <laughs> well, you talked about your brother and sister-in-law seeing a positive change in your attitude and stuff. And your, well, no, I don't know if mental health is the right word, but. No, mental health. I definitely was, like, in a dark place. Like, I, I don't want to say I was losing it, because that's not the right word. But I definitely did not see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that was probably my issue is something had to give in my situation. I needed to go back to work. I needed the separation from my kids. It's healthy for both of us. 
It makes our relationship better. It helps me be a better parent because by the time I'm ready to come home, I'm ready to get in there and snuggle and like, I don't feel touched out anymore. I definitely want all the snuggles. It's great when Anthony talks about getting touched out and he's like, God, no. Now that I'm working full time, oh my God, I don't think I could get touched out. And it's like, I love this. I love going to work. I love my job, first of all adore my job but I love my time with my kids more and it makes the time with my kids more special better I 100% agree like I get so excited to go pick Ella up from daycare like although I can't hear about her day I get to read it and Shane and I tend to do it together during dinner time when we all are all eating as a family and There are nights that I am sad because Shane puts Ella to bed at night. I do most of the naps and stuff and get her up in the morning. So we've agreed that Shane puts Ella to bed. He deserves time with her too. And especially when I was home and he was working, that was like their time together. There are nights that I'm like, I really want to put her to bed because I just want to snuggle with my baby. So When I express that to him, he does let me put her to bed. Work has definitely been a positive thing. I'm working mostly from home. I am lucky if I go to the office once every two weeks, which is kind of how I want it to stay. And although that might have an effect on my mental health down the road, I still talk to people at work all the time. I'm still very social being home and working. My sister and I are both working from home. So we chat all the time, which is positive for both of us because she did, she moved and lives in a place where she doesn't know a lot of people. So our chats all the time are great for her too. And I am not looking forward to going back to the office full time. I think once it happens, I'll be more okay with it. But because I don't have to, I'm not going to. And see, it's funny you say that because when I was working from home, you and I talked for hours in the day. Yeah. And for the last two days, including the day that we're recording, I've been at work. And you literally had to text me yesterday at like noon being like, hello, are you still there? (laughs) Like, you were like, "Are, are you good? Like, are you alive? And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually at work doing stuff. I was like deeply concerned for you yesterday. I was like... What happened? But I told you I was actually going to site to work. You probably did, but I've had so much going on this week with convention and Ella being sick and and Shane on nights. Like I've been so all over the place. And yeah, I did not apparently read that part because I was like, today when we were talking, I was like, oh, you're like at work, (laughs) not just like on a video that is showing at work, (laughs) right? Like that's where my (laughs) brain was. I was like, yeah, you're at work, but at home. (laughs) Nope, nope, not. (laughs) The unfortunate part about my job is I cannot do work from home. I can do training from home and there's lots of training in my job. But my actual work is on site because I work in the legal field. Everything's like security breach, security breach. So everything's like on paper and nothing's printed. And it's ridiculous because we literally type everything up and then print it out. And I'm like, this is, (laughs) we could just, you know, type all this up and send it to whoever we need to, because that would make way more sense. 
Let's save some trees, people. Nope. Okay, great. Glad that we shred and recycle all of our paper because yeah. we go through a lot of it. The one thing I really want to talk about with mental health and COVID is someone said this to me way back at the end of 2020, and it has stuck with me. And it makes me really reflect on my own mental health and when I'm having a bad day, I like take a second and kind of like when Shane would go to you and be like, is this postpartum related or is this you're actually struggling with it? Because for me, I definitely 100% agree with this. Whatever small minor mental health issue you had during or sorry, before COVID, you a thousand percent have now. And I'm like, yeah, if you were like kind of like on the fence, depressed, like you had like spurts of depression before COVID, oh, you are in a black hole now. You probably shower once a week. You're drinking every night. You're doing every self-destructive behavior that can come with depression, including and maybe self-harm, which really drinking every night I would consider a form of self-harm. Like there's definitely a huge shift in one, how we talk about mental health and two, how we treat mental health because COVID has basically made people that have like minor mental health issues to be like, you have a mental health issue, deal with it now. Like that literally is what makes me think therapy is going to be covered by OHIP probably in the next 10 years because of this. So many people have mental health issues because of COVID. We've realized that we can't sit in boxes for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. And I think because of COVID and the effect it has had on mental health, I think more benefits and more companies will be offering more help in the form of therapy and different mental health options with their benefits, which I think is very important. Mental health is something like you're still in therapy or are you done? Um, We put a pause on it because my therapy is more of a it's not an all the time kind of thing. It's an if you're dealing with something and need extra help, they're there for you. So we put a pause on it so I don't use all of my sessions if I don't necessarily need them right now. And if I want to reopen, I can go back at any time. Which is good because then you at least have, I want to say you've put a safeguard in place that when you're like, stuff's hitting the fan I need to talk to somebody it's like you can call up the therapist and be like can I need a session right like I have an outlet if it's something I can't necessarily talk to you about or I don't want to talk to Shane about I have an outlet that is safe and or your sister yeah and like a place that is safe that also gives me tools on how to work through things And that's a lot of what they do at my therapy. They give you the tools to use throughout your life. So they don't need to, like, so you don't need to be in contact with them all the time, which I think is amazing. And I think more people, like therapists should do that because a lot of times they don't necessarily tell you the tools. They just, like, they'll give you the homework or they'll, but you don't think of it as a tool. Like they're not saying it in the right way to like use this in your everyday life. And I find that the way they go about it is amazing and really changes the way you look at 
the way like life is. And I think that's even now has continued to help me. And see, my therapy is a bit different. My therapy is, I've been through a lot of crap in the last two years. Like if you go back and listen to episodes one and two of our podcast, you can just hear my birth story. And when I was in NICU with the girls and how fun that's been. And my therapist is more focusing on, my therapist is more focusing on like me unpacking all the trauma and all the crap that I've been through and turning it around and helping me process it and being able to, I guess, process it in a good way because I'm not processing anything. Like, I I really am not. I'm using humor to mask the brokenness of my life. And I'm like, I I really need to take a second and to really have that breakdown and then move past it. Right. And that's kind of what my therapist is like, we're going to get into this and it's going to be sad and it's going to suck. But it's like, I kind of need to do this because I'm stuck. And if I don't do this now it's going to carry over into anger and resentment and depressive episodes and self-destructive behavior. And it's like, I can recognize that, but I need to be able to work through it. Yes. And it's good that you can recognize it, but yeah, you need the tools on working through it, which obviously you're going to get as you continue through therapy. Yeah, and I do not. I've I've used up all the tools in my toolbox that I know how to use, so I'm asking for hers, which I'm going to share what my homework was because you're going to get upset with this. So I talked to my therapist, and something we talked about was self-care. And when she asked what my self-care was, I said it was the podcast. And she said, that's not self-care, that's work. <sighs> what? Okay, but like it is like this, this podcast, while as much as it is for us, it is not for us. It is really for other people. Right. So do you get it? Yes. And while recording, we know we talk through stuff and editing really makes me feel that I have a sense of accomplishment. I'm justifying my self-care and self-care should not be justified. So I'm working on making my self-care more about me that's awesome yes I am trying to actually do self-care so I'm like on my way to and from work I'm you know listening to my podcast that I listen to I'm getting back into that groove and then you know when I'm at work I am taking my breaks and I'm taking five minutes to check my Facebook let's move on to highs and lows yes you want to go first? Why not? Erica, what is your high this week? I'm going to kind of throw everything together in a little mixed bag and just walk through the whole thing because what I have written is literally a contradiction to the other one. <laughs> My high is that now I'm working on site. So I actually have a reason to like get up in the morning and get dressed and go do something. And then at the same time, when I get home from work, 
because I've been working away from home. I am so tired by the time I get home. I have zero interest in editing or doing chores or anything besides just sitting on my butt and wanting to watch TV, (laughs) which is not good. It's not bad either. Like you're just getting used to going back to work. Like it's exhausting. Yes. A different kind of, a different kind of exhausting from being home with two kids all the time. Being at work, I find work is very slow. I talked to a coworker and she's like, what you're doing is like one of the fast, most fast paced things that we do. And I'm like, oh, and then I talked to my trainer and she's like, I've literally given you two of like the 17 tasks that we have to do in a day. And I'm like, that would be why I think it's slow. Give me more. (laughs) Yes. So I am learning. And as I go, I'm trying to, you know, learn it, absorb it, do it. It's hard, but it's enjoyable. Like for me, I enjoy a challenge. For me, I like fast paced. I like change. I like doing the same thing over and over again, but it's never the same thing. And in legal, you never have the same case twice. So that's always fun. My other, I guess, high low, because we're going to do two high lows, is the girls are not like super upset when they go to daycare now, which is a high. But a low. (laughs) But a low because it means that they don't like want to stay with me means they're getting older and growing up and it's sad like a friend of mine sends me pictures of her baby and she's so small and I'm like I miss that stage with my girls like I was not in a good place mentally when they were that age and I miss it and looking back I'm like if I had have done stuff differently maybe stuff would have turned out differently but eh, it is what it is I just I have like highs and lows I'm like oh I miss that stage and like I want more kids but I need to find a stable partner. Yeah. Step one. <laughs> All right. Carla, what is your high and or low or both? See so if you have high lows like me. <laughs> no, they're, they're pretty separate. So I will start with my high. So with my job, I get to do conventions and conferences And I just finished one today that has been going on all week. And I have been elected to go to the next conference in Winnipeg, which is super exciting because my sister lives super close to there and I will get to visit her on a fully paid on a fully paid work trip. Yay! I am very excited about that. And the more shame that I talk about it, the more I think him and Ella are going to come too. So that will be exciting. Oh, that'll be so much fun. I was wondering about that when you wrote it in the notes. I'm like, is Shane going to be on his own with Ella? This will be. So I got asked (laughs) if I wanted to go while Shane and I were on a beautiful lunch date today. So Shane is on nights this week. So it has worked out that whenever he's on nights that I am able to fit in time for us to go on a little date, which is nice because we've only ever gone on two dates by ourselves. So <laughs> Since Ella was born. Yeah. And she's over a year old. So I got a text while we were on our date and Shane's like, are you going to leave Ella for that long? And I was like, I was just going to bring her with me. And he's like, no, you're not. I am not leaving Ella for that long. And then it just continued to like, why don't we just all go? So I think that's kind of the plan. 
at this point, but it's still a ways away. So in talking like a year into your future, you may, I know that this is not what you want to hear, but if it was me and I was going away in a month or two, I think I might not go with my kids and use that time as like mommy recoup time only because that's going to be time with your sister. Ella's going to be that much older. Shane's going to be that much more experienced. It could really give Shane some Shane, like daddy daughter time. Your parents are going to be right there. You know, your sister-in-laws are going to be right there. You have other friends and additional family that is in Windsor and can help Shane. But I think if this is a work trip, treat it like a work trip. Like my mom, prior to being self-employed with my dad, used to work for a company where she was sent to Toronto on the regular to go to trade shows. And that time with my dad, I still remember as like, we got to stay up as late as we wanted. We got to watch whatever we wanted on TV, which included The Simpsons when I was under 10, which was like a big deal because I didn't understand how the jokes, but I was able to watch like this bad show. We had hot dogs for dinner, which like looking back was disgusting, but my dad, it was all he knew how to make. We got to go visit my grandma because my dad legitimately was just like, I need a break. <laughs> but my grandma always had cookies. So that was fun. Like it was never a negative experience when my mom was gone for a week, a weekend, whatever. So if Shane can create daddy daughter time when you have to go travel for work, which I'm assuming is not very often. No. <laughs> this may be a good thing. It'll give Shane some ability. However, maybe you're like nine months pregnant and can't even go at that point. So like, we don't know what the future is going to hold. But no, and that's so true because my coworker, I told her about it and she's like, you could have another baby by then. And I immediately went like, counted the months on my fingers and was like, oh my God, I totally could. I was like, oh, I did not think about this. <laughs> but there's alternates. If I can't go, they can like, there's other people that can go in my place. But I was just like, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but it is what it is. I, I do agree with you though, on like, taking it as a trip for myself because I don't do that very often even though it will still be a work trip like go and have that alone time and sleep in a beautiful hotel room king size bed by yourself and order some room service it's on the company like yeah and if you're going to Winnipeg we said that you were going to Winnipeg right yeah okay you're going to Winnipeg you're going to probably want to hit up like the liquor store and get some wonderful alcohol that you can't have in Ontario. It's probably going to be super cheaper because it's Manitoba. You know, go explore the nightlife. Go out and have a good dinner with coworkers and people that you're going to meet at convention. Like, not to say that you're going to get tied down with your kid, but the whole point of a work trip is to interact with everyone else there. Like, when I did training, I literally took it as my experience to make new friends within my workplace. Right. So for me, I'm like, okay, make new friends in your workplace. Like, don't, don't get tied down into like, I'm a mom. Like, you're Carla, you have job X. Make friends that also have job X. <laughs> right. No, for sure. And I completely agree. It's just 
all up in the air. And especially with the possible being pregnant and having a baby by or before then is crazy. So, you may not even be able to fly to Winnipeg yeah, for this. Yeah, so. that might not even happen at all. So who knows? And the way, like, the the only reason I got to do convention this year was because it was supposed to be last year and I would have had Ella and it was supposed to be in Calgary, and I would have had Ella a week before, and I was not going to go. <laughs> so I lucked out and got to go to this one only because of COVID, but I didn't even get to go anywhere. We stayed home. <laughs> I do find that with a lot of different conventions that they're doing a lot more of them online, because then more people can go and they make more money. But... Well, it doesn't cost as much either. You're not No, but your company is still paying for you to go. Yeah. All right. My low again happened today because this always happens to me. Why are my highs and lows happen on the day we record? Because you literally have a 24 hour memory at this point. It's true. My memory does suck. Um, But my low today is that Ella has an ear infection, although it's kind of a high and low. I'm turning it into a high and low. It sucks that she has an ear infection and ear infections in little ones are not good. But at the same time, I'm happy I went and took her to the clinic and found out that she has an ear infection because she has been struggling for like the last week or two. And I knew something was wrong and got a different opinion from a different doctor. I'm very glad I took her to get checked tonight. And she's on medication and hopefully she'll be feeling better very soon. But my poor girl, she's got like the worst cough. And another thing with that, coughing in a clinic, nobody cared. <laughs> Sorry. Nobody. I just, I feel like I've heard part of the story already, but she's a baby. Like my kids cough and everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. And I'm like, she literally could be coughing COVID at you and you don't care. Yeah. But like she, like, yeah, nobody cared. And I was just like, huh. Because like there's so many times where like she she would fake cough all the time. Like, (laughs) and we're like, Ella, no coughing in public, COVID. (laughs) And now like she's got a real cough and it's like not a single person cares. I was shocked. I was very shocked by that. But at the same time, it's a good thing because more and more people are being, are normalizing people being sick and not panicking that it's COVID. That's my highs and lows for this week. I feel like we're like really getting the hang of like work and podcast and family time and like the balance and that I'm, that's like literally very low. Like, I don't know if I can do this, but I feel like as time progresses, we'll get the hang of it. Yeah, it's still new to both of us, right? Like we both started working around the same time. It's not even been like, it's been a month for you, I think, but it's not yeah. been a month for me. No, actually it has almost yeah. been a month for me. We, you started like, like, cause I started on like a Thursday. Yeah. I started on Friday and I think the next week you started. So like, we're not even a week apart from when we started. Yeah. It's, I kind of feel like all over the place, but also like, I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Oh, for sure. Thank you for listening to episode 26 of our podcast. We appreciate all the support. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you are listening to us on. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from our information, please share. 
Our social media is packed with all of today's hacks, apps, and products we talked about. So please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mom surviving life and on Instagram at mom surviving life, all one word. If you have a question or comment, please feel free to private message us on Instagram or Facebook or email us at momsurvivinglife at gmail.com. We will see you next Monday.